0: Three, two, one. What's up everyone and welcome back to Hold the Lane episode 11. I'm your host Dalton Floyd and Hold the Lane is a competitive Call of Duty podcast focusing on the game of Call of Duty and the esports scene behind it. You can find Hold the Lane on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and really any other place that you may listen to your podcasts. I know Anchor does a great job at distributing each and every single episode, but I know there's plenty of other platforms out there that you can can listen to it on. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are like the main people for that, but I know there's other options out there. I think Radio Public is one that I always mention on the show, and then there's just plenty of others uh, that you can find on the App Store. So... This has been really the first week since I've started the podcast that the week as far as news and Call of Duty goes, whether it be Call of Duty the game itself or the Call of Duty League, it's been a really, really slow news week. And that's just because there hasn't been many Rostamania announcements. There's been one, uh, one announcement for that, and it was just a substitute that I'll talk about later. And then other than that, we have a tournament going on as I speak. This is uh, Saturday or Sunday night that I'm talking about this right now. And, yeah, outside of that, it's really not a lot. And with that being said, I feel like that since we've been talking about this team for the past month or so, and it's definitely been since Episode 11, or not episode, not since Episode 11, since Episode 7, um, it seems like it's going to turn into a, an official segment on the show until there's an announcement about it. And that team that I'm talking about is, if you guess correctly, it seems pretty obvious, the Optic Gaming LA roster. And if you'll remember correctly, if you've listened to the podcast since Episode 7, you'll know that a rumor went out and was surfaced by eSports Observer that Hector Rodriguez, a.k.a. Hex, former owner of Optic Gaming, has now reacquired the Optic Gaming IP and owns the CDL spot for Optic Gaming LA, plus he owns the name itself. So, you know, what what does this mean exactly? We've talked about it pretty extensively on each and every episode since Number 7, I'm pretty sure. But it pretty much means that uh, he's been just going through this process of what to do with that L.A. team ever since he bought it. You know, this is all just going off of rumors, keep that in mind, but it it seems pretty uh, credible. So let's get right into what surfaced last Tuesday about this team. So according to Jake Lucky of Esports Talk, the Call of Duty League would not allow the Chicago Huntsmen to change their name to the Chicago Optic Gaming and that was the first thing that I thought they were going to do just immediately, is it seems pretty obvious, you know you have just one of the greatest eSports owners, team owners in history, Hex, buying back his, his baby, you know, his, his first team you know, well, not probably not first team, but like his, the team that he built from the ground up. Uh, he bought back his optic gaming name. And what seems like the obvious choice to me at least is to rebrand the Chicago Huntsman to the Chicago Optic gaming. Well, apparently the rumor is that the Call of Duty League does not want that name or that brand to leave l a and I guess that I guess that makes sense just because the the name itself is so big, and you know living or i guess yeah you could say that living in a place like l a it it seems pretty it suits itself well. Um, you know, you need a team like that to to really showcase uh, how big the league is. And yeah, the Optic Gaming Twitter and the socials have sort of fallen off as far as follower count and subscriber count ever since the whole drama with Optic and Infinite and Hex went down. But with him buying the team back, or at least the name and the CDL spot, uh, you could see a resurgence of that. And you know, ever since he left, or yeah, ever since he left Optic Gaming uh, because of that drama. He has now built the Chicago Huntsman so well that they're now one of the most talked-about esports teams, and they're just like a sub-team or a sub-name like of Energy, uh, Energy Gaming. And it's it, it's really, really interesting to see how that happens. Um, so nobody really knows what's going to happen with this yet, but it seems like since they don't want the Optic Gaming name to leave LA, it seems like that Hex is going to move with Energy to LA, uh, and sort of acquire that spot with energy. You know, it's, it's rumored that he already owns the spot, but it seems like they're going to go to LA and then sell the Chicago team, which I assume will still be branded the Huntsman unless somebody else wants to get, uh, try to get past that and see what they can do. Hopefully if it's someone like Nadeshot, then he can get past it and rebrand to like the Chicago Thieves. Like, please, please just let me see 100 Thieves back in COD. That's all I need. Like, That's literally all I need uh, going into the 2021 season. And for people that say that all this really doesn't affect this upcoming season, I I just really don't understand it because, I mean, somebody's going to buy that team. Somebody's going to buy that team regardless of what happens, and it's not like they're just not going to be there for the upcoming season. So, And then another thing to talk about that I don't even have in my notes right now is one would ask, what happens with the rosters, you know, because the Chicago Huntsman and the Optic Gaming LA rosters have already been signed and even announced by the league themselves. So what happens when Hex goes to LA where they're already signing players or they've already signed four players, those being Slasher, Kenny, TJ, and Draza, all that had, um, you know, they didn't have the best Modern Warfare season, but Draza came out of nowhere and impressed me, and Slasher's one of the best players Slasher and Kenny coming from that 100 Thieves team, and TJ played with Optic Gaming in Black Ops 4, so all of those players are signed. The Chicago Huntsman, consisting of Scump, Formal, Dashi, and Envoy, all of them are signed. So what happens if Hex decides to go to LA? Well, I think the only way that this happens, and this seems pretty like, you know, simple uh, for most people. Like there's there's no other way that Hex goes to L.A. without bringing that Chicago Huntsman roster with him. So most people believe, from what I've read on Twitter and Reddit, that there's going to have to be a roster swap when this happens. Uh, for For Hex to still have that OpTic Gaming name and not own another CDL team, then there has to be a roster swap. And seeing Skump in an OpTic Gaming jersey again, seeing Formal in an OpTic Gaming jersey again, and yeah, yeah, for the, for the dashi fans, to see him back in an Optic Gaming jersey, that will be really, really uh, just a breath of fresh air for them. And it's going to be really, really great to see that happen. So I think that's what it's eventually going to come down to. Um, and, you know, even another bullet point that I have here is that Energy and even Scump himself have both started to tease this on Twitter. And, yeah, basically just on Twitter, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they started to tease the switch to L.A., and Energy did it by tweeting out if there are any L.A.-based uh, graffiti artists who who have certain locations that they sort of roam around in and have any, like, cool spots in L.A. Sub- specifically. And then Skump, not so much saying it out loud like Energy is on their official Twitter account, but he changed his header on Twitter, and it might have been on YouTube as well, but he changed his header or cover photo, whatever you want to call it, to... Pretty much the same thing he had before, but now it's Optic Gaming Colors, and this can't be a coincidence, because Chicago Huntsman Colors are, they're like a dark green and like a brown, pretty much, in my opinion, Uh, you know, lime green was never really Chicago Huntsman Colors at all, and... Now Scump's header on all of his socials are just the same theme that he that he normally has with like his information as his, his other socials, his Instagram and YouTube, but he also has all that stuff themed in a lime green and black style. So he's more or less confirming that he's going to Optic Gaming, and if you have him going, you have the rest of the squad going too. So it it gives you a new face for that Optic Gaming LA team. It's, it's going to be really, really cool to see them uh, back under the Optic Gaming, like, umbrella. And well, I guess technically it's the Energy umbrella, but they're under the Optic Gaming name. So it's, it's really, really cool. And, you know, for those that are just now tuning into the podcast and, uh, and they're wondering how, how can you have the Optic Gaming name in a Call of Duty team when, you know, guys like Faze got around it uh, for their team and, you know, how can, how can Nadeshot come into the league and possibly get around that loophole. Well, the th- the thing with that is that it's it gets sort of complicated to a point. But the fact that uh, Faze in the Call of Duty League are not called the Faze Clan, that's how they can get around the whole name rule and still call themselves the Faze. And obviously, this has been a thing for the f- for a few years now with Infinite getting involved and pretty much dropping most of their teams, if not all of the teams besides the Call of Duty team. Uh, they can have their name because. Call of Duty is the only esport that you see out the gaming in right now. So that's why that's a thing. And then, you know, obviously 100 Thieves, uh, they would have to make a slight change, but it could could definitely still work. So I think that it's only a matter of time before we get that news. Hopefully it's before the game comes out, uh, Black Ops Cold War, on November 13th. It's October 25th at the time that I record this, so we don't have too much longer. You know, we have, like, basically two and a half weeks. So... I really, really hope that, we, that this can get announced, just so that there's a little bit of closure and we, we know what to expect, but there's really no timetable on when to expect anything because Hex has still yet to to really refer to the buyout, the acquisition, or even tease it. So these energy and scump tweets, are, um, or hints on Twitter if you want to call them that, these are the only things that we have to go off of, and it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes. And I guess if there is a roster swap, we're gonna see the team of Scump or not Scump, uh, Slasher, Kenny, TJ, and Draza all on the Chicago team. And if it gets bought by Nate Shot, that would be a really really cool reunion to have Slasher and Kenny on the team. You know, some wonder about TJ's game and if he's gonna be able to to hang after the Modern Warfare season that he had, as well as uh, I don't know, just the just the season that that they had overall. But I think. I think it's just going to make for a really interesting season. Uh, it's only a matter of time, like I said, before this stuff comes to uh, get announced, but we just have to be patient. And we have to, we have to go through these slow news weeks to, to find out uh, what happens. And then we're going to get really, really spoiled with, with roster announcements and team announcements. You know, I can't, I can't wait for that. So moving on to the Black Ops Cold War beta, this will be the last time that I talk about the beta. And it's just a really, really quick uh, snippet of news from that. Uh, Attach was actually streaming the beta on, I think it was last Sunday, a week uh, ago from today. He was streaming the beta. I don't think he was going for kill races at this particular time, but he was just playing normally. Uh, I know for a fact that he was using the M16, sort of a weird little note that I have um, just from memory. And he was answering some questions in chat, and he teased that something else is happening after the, Cold- the Black Ops Cold War beta is over. And immediately, I thought that it's going to be a possible esports reveal. You know, showing off CODcaster, 4v4 gameplay, maybe some new maps, uh, showing off how the pros can play Control. You know, just some, like, friendly 4v4 scrims. Maybe, maybe, like, you know, pay Courage a little bit of money to come on and do some scrims. Pay some really uh, big influencers. Do, like, two influencers and two pro players. Uh, You know, throw Courage in there. Throw uh, just anyone else you want in there. Uh, Some retired pros, maybe. You get, like, Merc in there, maybe. Something like that. And the reason that I instantly thought of this is because for the past two games, we've had an eSports reveal of some kind going into the season. For Black Ops 4, the main... The main note, or the the breaking news for that esports reveal, was that we were switching to five v five, and I guess we didn't really have one for Modern Warfare, but uh, you know we we don't think about Modern Warfare. Um, for Black Ops Four, we talked about five v five, and there might have been some gameplay shown off about uh, control, but I'm not I'm not positive about that one. Um, so we had that one, and then I vividly remember the World War II esports reveal where they showed off some really cool Codcaster features, and they showed off some, some actual gameplay from people that were in the studio. You know, Courage was there. Um, a lot of other pro players, Attach, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I want to say Dens, but I can't remember this guy's name. It was either Dens or, yeah, I think it was him. Attach, Dens, Courage, and some other people. Uh, just It was packed full of, full of stars and pro players. Um, they had some friendly, some friendly games. And it was basically just showing off what the potential could be for that season, and it was the first time that we had actually seen the flyover cam and codcaster was during that World War II esports reveal. So there's always potential to show off some new features in the esports reveal, specifically for back for Black Ops Cold War. It could be uh, really how four v four is going to play. It could be um, any new ideas that Treyarch can come up, can come up with because I know that they're always involved in competitive. Um, but it's just, you know, everybody's a little worried right now. And if we can get a successful, like, an hour-long live stream or something like that of an eSports reveal, I think it would put a lot of worrisome heads to rest, you know, if that makes any sense at all. Um, it, it would be a really fun treat for everyone leading into the new season. And like I said earlier, we only have, like, two and a half weeks left until the game launches, so what exactly can they do? Um CDL Intel, specifically just from memory, I think he said that uh, the pro players are probably going to have extended extended uh, access to the beta, and they can probably scrim on it or do some 8s or something like that. But if they don't do like an official esports reveal, I'm, I'm kind of going to be uh, surprised because there's no way they're going to do anything z- for zombies until it actually comes out. Uh, and there's no way that they do anything extra for campaign because we've already seen that. So... It has to be with eSports. And like I've said with my friends on the past couple of gaming sessions, um, since this is the first COD going into the next-gen consoles, and since this is probably going to be the main game that I'm playing, uh, just overall, you know, I'm going to be buying the eSports skins. I'm going to be buying the Call of Duty League skins. Uh, It's going to be a big year for the CDL, and they need to treat it like so, honestly. And, you know, treat it like so by actually telling your casual fans that there is a scene, because you know i mean i'm sure that there there are many casual players that don't even know that there are pro players out there i mean i know that we're getting to that point in time uh you know in our in our world and in our lives where it's sort of like common sense and common knowledge with everyone having their phones that uh these personalities on youtube you know we know that there are better players out there but you know i'm sure that there's plenty of people that don't know that there's a, a league as competitive as this one so it's good to get that that awareness out there, and pretty much just um, just tell your fans more about it, bring some awareness. So that's pretty much all I had about that one. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see where that where that leads to. It was it was really funny to see that come out uh, during the stream so naturally. And the next thing I want to talk about before closing off with Rostermania is the Atlanta Phase Twenty Five Thousand Dollar Tournament that has been going on since Friday. I'm pretty sure this past Friday, and uh, this 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 tournament really really felt like a Call of Duty World League tournament back in like 2018 because we had a group play stage that was at, I think it was on Friday and uh, we had that group play stage that lasted all day and then on Saturday and Sunday you know today at the time that I'm recording this they are still playing the rest of the tournament I think it, it may finish on Monday but I'm not positive because I know that in the state of the tournament that they are right now it's it's running kind of late honestly um, so this tournament has featured names like Estriel and Flames in their team and that's pretty much like the Black Ops 4 grinders. Uh, we have Atlanta Phase, which is the actual whole Atlanta Phase team. We have Dallas, but you sub out Clay and Krim, and you sub in Temp and a guy named Crix, who I've never heard of before, but I think he's another one of those grinders. So we have Hook Illy um, Hook, Illy Temp, and Crix on that team. And then we have the full Huntsman Squad. That they just most uh, they just recently fell out of the tournament. I think it was like two hours ago, and they fell to a, a team of grinders as well. We had the LAG that didn't make it out of group play, and that was the full LAG squad. We had Seattle minus Octane and uh, adding Gunjar in. And I haven't seen Gunjar in a while. I know he's been competing in challengers, so you really shouldn't sleep on him. And he's always been one of my favorite players, like really underrated players, honestly. You know, obviously I wouldn't put him really anywhere near the top as far as even ARs go, but he's always been one of my favorite players because he was on he was on that Team Caliber team back in Call of Duty Ghosts and Call of Duty Black Ops 2. So, like I've said in the past, I'm a huge fan of those uh, Dark Horses, those underrated teams, and Gunjar has always been on one of those. So, he was on that Seattle team, and I don't think they made it far either. Um, have won the bracket up, and it doesn't seem like they even made it out of group play. So, that's unfortunate for them. Um, and then moving on, we also have, uh, I think that was it as far as, like, the main highlights of rosters go. So, uh, as far as the stream, I think they are gearing up for FaZe taking on the Dallas Empire. So, yeah, the Grand Finals are actually going on right now, it looks like. And the Grand Finals are going to be a best of seven, so that's going to be interesting. I'll probably have a lot of time to watch that after I re- finish recording the podcast. I know I'll definitely want to want to catch that because... Watching FaZe, watching and, you know, it's, it's good stuff. Stu- 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 <laughs> uh, I can't even speak because it's so exciting. Uh, these throwback tournaments, they're so exciting because not only do you get to see them play the old game again, but you also get to see some of these new rosters and how they vibe with each other. You know, it's, you know we knew that RCD, Simp, and Abizi all had success with each other in Black Ops 4, and Simp and Abizi had a lot of success in Modern Warfare for themselves. As a duo, but adding Celium into the mix, um, you didn't really know how that was going to work with RCs, So it's really cool to see that happen on a game like Black Ops 4, especially when it's 4v4, and you know you get a lot of other cool combinations. I know for the for the majority of the weekend when I have been able to watch, I've been watching Scump stream and watching him and the Huntsman play, and just watching 4v4 Black Ops 4 and their communication. It's really, really like. It's really intelligent, and it's really, like, just enticing to watch and listen to because their comms are so good, Um, team shotting with the max is so satisfying, and I think it just really, really opens us up to something uh, huge for Black Ops Cold War. There's a lot of potential with this game, even though it bears a lot of similarities to Modern Warfare, and it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm still playing Black Ops 4 up until this day, the game's been out for over two years at this point, but it's still just as fun, and it's probably going to turn into the same thing for Black Ops Cold War when when the next IW game comes out. So that'll be interesting. I know that they're uh, they're still gearing up for that for that grand finals right now. Um, I guess yeah, I'll probably be, I'll probably be talking about the results of that on the next podcast. So for the last for the for the last segment of. The podcast today, episode 11, we're going to be talking about uh, a Roster Mania announcement and then some of the last teams that have yet to announce their rosters. So the one announcement that we had for this week as far as rosters go is that Toronto, with their already announced roster of Methods, Bantz, Cami, and Kleenex, it's always a good memory game to remember all these rosters off the top of my head. Um, That roster has announced their substitute. I think you get... One, maybe two substitutes. it might just be one, um but they announced their substitute and it is Insight, a guy named Insight, and the only reason that he's really notable in my opinion is that he has a lot of experience playing with Kleenex, who is a current starter on the roster, as I just said, and they competed together in Black ops four and um really really did some work so it's it shows here that. He was on Team Singularity from January of 2019 until October 20th, so that's a whole year and eight months. And then he went on to a team called Fuego Gaming, which he was only on the team for a very short amount of time. looks like less than a week. I don't know what came about that. And then on October 17th of um, this year, actually, he left that team, and then now he joins the Toronto Ultra as a substitute. Some fun facts about him. Uh, It shows here that his first top one placement was at Gamers Assembly 2016 alongside Carbon, Shawnee, and Zeke under a team called Millennium Hope. And the one team that really sticks out there is obviously Shawnee because he's now on the London Royal Ravens. And speaking of the London Royal Ravens, they are among the three teams that have officially yet to announce their roster. So the last three teams, as I said last podcast, are London, Paris, and Florida. And... You know, there's two of those that we've pretty much confirmed their roster. London, the rumored roster is Shawnee, Alex, Zero, and uh, Dylan. Yeah, you can't really forget Dylan, especially in a Treyarch game. And then for Florida, the rumored roster is pretty much what they had last year, minus Frosty because he's going into the challenger scene and Halo. So you have Pharaoh, Awakening, Skies, and... Uh, I can't even remember the last one, but we'll see that one when we get it announced. And because they haven't officially been announced yet. And then the last one that we have that has yet to announce their roster is Paris. And Paris is an interesting one because you have some like you have some older pros reaching out to Paris because they really don't know what they're going to do. I think CDL Intel said about a month ago that Paris, the Paris Legion, really has no idea who to pick up, what they're going to do with their roster. And really no insight for the future because um, they, want, they want at least one French player, I'm pretty sure, to really show off their, uh, their, their pride for their country and stuff like that. And it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, they would have a much better roster if they didn't do that, just my opinion. But it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I don't think Paris is going to have a roster finalized until at least like a month into the game. Uh, Black Ops Cold War being out, and that's just because the league itself hasn't announced a deadline publicly for when these rosters have to be finalized, and there's no hint of anyone joining the Paris anytime soon. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird ride to see how how the Paris announces their roster or when they even um, sign players, really. So I think I think for them it's gonna be the same update week by week until like the first week of December, honestly. And that's going to be interesting to see. So yeah, another really short podcast for this week. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, it seems like we're also going to have an optic gaming segment for every single episode moving forward, because we've pretty much had one since episode seven. So this will make the fifth one actually. And it's going to be, it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, that's going to be the end of the podcast. If you guys enjoyed Hold the Lane, make sure to continue reaching out to me on social media and follow me and subscribe to the, plat- to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Follow me on Twitter at DaltonFloyd67, as well as on Facebook at Hold the Lane Podcast. You can listen to Hold the Lane on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Again, continue to follow me and reach out to me for any suggestions or feedback or even advice. So until the next episode, until episode 12, my name is Dalton Floyd, and we will see you in in the next one.